I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Sleep Pod, the podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I am here to make up a boring, drama-free, and mildly amusing story to help get you in the mood for a long and restful sleep. I can't think of anything too useful to say before getting started with this episode's story. I like to use this time just to talk a little bit, mostly to warm my voice up before I get going with the actual content, but also because it gives you, the listener, a bit of a chance to get used to being in bed and do your own pre-sleep rituals. That way, once I've done all this and the adverts are out of the way, there will hopefully be no distractions. I should probably use this time to let any new listeners know that, once the story starts, there will be no more ads. I'd also like to recommend that you tell your podcast playing device not to automatically play the next episode of this or anything else, just in case anything loud happens and it wakes you up. Now back to the business at hand. The word of inspiration that I will use as a narrative waypoint for the following improvised story came to me late last night. Unfortunately, I can't remember how exactly, as I forgot to write it down. Maybe I was never supposed to remember. All I know is that the word was dust. So, get yourself comfortable. Send in your answers alongside a self-addressed envelope. Gently apply to the affected area when needed. Leave to chill in the fridge overnight. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Dust. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Brandon and Mia fortnightly were exhausted. For both of them, this time of year was the busiest time of year, professionally. Mia worked as a designer of windmills, and Brandon taught foreign languages, and while they both enjoyed their jobs most of the time, they both also knew that as soon as this time of the year came around, they would both be in desperate need of a break. If it had been just one of them who had been tired from all of the work recently, they agreed that it probably wouldn't be too bad. Quite often, if one of them was feeling a little bit down, the other one could quite easily pick up any slack and help lift spirits. However, when it was both of them that needed a bit of a break, they had learned from past experiences that they needed to book some time off and go and do something very different from what they would normally do. This would be their third year of realizing that they need to both take a break at the same time. After the chaos that happened a few years ago, they had a sit down and decided to book 
far in advance some time off from both of their jobs. The previous year, they had booked a month off and had gone backpacking around South America. While it hadn't been that relaxing, it was enough of a change from what they normally did to help them both reset and feel nice and refreshed for when work once again started. At the time it had been a bit of a risk, mainly because they didn't really know the specifics of what they were taking a break from exactly. What element of their job had been getting them down. It was unlikely that any of the things that were common practice for language teachers and windmill designers would be too much of an integral part of backpacking around South America. But luckily for them, when the time had come, the trip that they had arranged ended up being the perfect solution. Although they both agreed that it could have been a bit risky and that next time they shouldn't book anything too specific just in case. Now the time had come round once more and as Mia returned home she was excited to speak with Brandon find out what's been annoying him about his job recently and then working out what they could do. As she came in through the front door, she did all of her normal returning home from work routine. She got changed out of her stuffy windmill designing clothes and into something a lot more comfortable. She put on the kettle for a cup of tea put on her comfiest pair of socks and of course greeted Brandon. Brandon had been home for a little while already by this point but his routine was very similar to Mia's. He also got out of his stuffy foreign language teaching clothes, exchanging them for something with an elasticated waistband and a general baggy vibe. They sat down for a while and just had a bit of a chat first. All the normal usual things that a couple would do after seeing each other at the end of a long work day. Once all of that excitement had died down, there was a brief lull in the conversation. Brandon and Mia knew what was coming. They both 
looked at each other, raised their eyebrows in anticipation, and waited for the other one to begin talking. After a short while, it became clear to both of them that they were both being polite, waiting for the other person to begin speaking. So after a few chuckles and a bit of a back and forth, it was agreed that Brandon should go first. Well, said Brandon, I think the best way of me explaining which elements of my job I need a break from the most at the moment is to go into quite a bit of detail about the specifics of how I teach languages. Mia looked at him for a second and then burst out laughing. Brandon, she said, I already know everything about your job. I know all of the specifics and I know exactly how you teach foreign languages. Ah, said Brandon, of course you do. How foolish of me. Well, he continued, in that case, I'll just come out with it and tell you that at the moment, what I really crave is a break from all of the excitement. Ah, said Mia. That makes sense. From what I know about your teaching methods, and what I know about you as a person, I know that your methods for passing on the knowledge of languages is a highly exciting and interesting process. That is very true, said Brandon. Yes, I wish to have a break from anything that is exciting or interesting. That's fantastic, said Mia, because, as you know, I find the whole process of windmill design very exciting, very interesting, and very, very thrilling. And I've been worried a bit recently that if I maintain this high level of interest and excitement for windmill designing, I may end up burning out. So having a break from anything exciting or interesting is exactly the kind of thing that I also require. Well, you're right. That is good, said Brandon. So it is agreed. For this break, we shall do something that is not exciting, not interesting, and is in fact just very, very boring. Yes, said Mia. 
those are my thoughts too. Hooray, said Brandon, and they both stood up, did a high five, and then hugged in celebration. The following day, they decided to begin their adventure. After a long discussion the previous evening, it was decided that no specific plan would be made. There was a brief counter-argument that leaving for a trip without any specific destination could in itself be exciting. However, it was also agreed that any trip with a destination in mind could also lead to the excitement of knowing something is coming up and what that something is. This way, there was nothing specific to look forward to. As they agreed that that would be the lesser of the two evils, Brandon and Mia climbed into the white Ford Fiesta. Mia started the engine. As she was driving, Brandon turned off the radio because he was not, and the power button for the radio was slightly closer to his side of the car than it was to Mia's side. And then they pulled out of the driveway in front of their home and began driving. After a few minutes, Mia turned to Brandon and said, So, which direction should I go? Brandon thought for a few moments, looking out the window, seeing if he could spot any direction that seemed a bit more boring than any of the others. But as he watched tree after lamp post after building go past, he wasn't seeing anything that ticked that particular box. I don't know, he said. Just carry on going this way. Mia nodded and did just that. As she drove, she decided to go the route of least resistance. Whichever direction the road layout seemed to be designed for her to follow. Sometimes she drove down different roads just because there was a bit of traffic up ahead of her. And while being stuck in traffic is anything but exciting, they did actually need to find somewhere to go and something to do. After going down a few more roads and joining a dual carriageway, It wasn't too long before they were 
at the outskirts of town. So, said Brandon, how far should we go before we start seriously looking for places that are boring? I don't know, said Mia. I feel like we need to make a bit of an effort to travel a little bit. Just because we're aware of most of the places that are in our normal vicinity and seeing old boring things won't be as effective as finding something new and boring to experience. After a little bit more discussion, they decided to carry on driving, and eventually, they stopped driving on the dual carriageway, and then found themselves now driving on the motorway. The motorway that their car was currently driving on was very, very long. It was very, very straight, and also what Brandon described as the opposite of picturesque. To their left and right, large banks of ground rose up, stopping them from being able to see anything. Every now and then, the sides of the road went from being a bit grassy to being a bit more tree-esque, but even so, there was still nothing of interest whatsoever. Brandon and Mia smiled to themselves. Ah, oh, said Mia, this is great. There's no music on. The only thing I can hear is the sound of the tires rolling on the asphalt. Yes, said Brandon. The low rumble is very soothing and very, very boring. They sat like this for around one hour and thirty minutes. Soaking in the strange tranquility that they got from the absolute boredom that stretched out in front of them. Everything was going very well when all of a sudden, a bright red sports car zoomed past them. They both found the entire experience very jarring, but then a blue sports car also zoomed past them. And then a yellow one 
no, said Brandon. I was really enjoying this. However, seeing some sports cars drive near us was far too exciting. I agree, said Mia. Let's go and find something else to do. Okay, said Brandon. I agree. I think the time on the motorway has come to an end for now. They carried on driving until the next exit. They indicated slightly turned and then they were no longer on the motorway. They were now faced with a crossroads. The direction directly in front of them wasn't really an option because that just took them straight back onto the motorway. But they had a choice. They could either turn left and go towards a town that neither of them had ever heard of, or turn right and go to a different town that neither of them had ever heard of. As they sat and tried to work out which direction to go, whilst also feeling very fortuitous that there was no cars behind them, waiting for them to move, they decided the best plan of action would be to just flip a coin. Heads being turned left, and tails being turned right. Brandon fished around in his pocket for a coin, and after a bit of wriggling around, because it wasn't that easy to get it out of his pocket whilst sat in a car seat, he pulled a coin out. He placed the small silvery disc on top of the nail of his thumb, flicked it, but then, unfortunately, the coin went out of the sunroof and vanished somewhere outside of the car, so they just decided to turn left. Well, said Brandon, after they had been driving for a few more minutes. This is very lucky. We don't know where we are, and we could have just turned into some area of outstanding natural beauty. But luckily, all that seems to be on either side of us at the moment is grey and monotonous scrubland. Yes, said Mia. I don't remember the last time I've driven down a road. Especially one that is essentially in the countryside 
and not seen anything green. Indeed, everything outside the car was just shades of brown, grey, and other colours that maybe at first glance looked a bit green, but upon closer inspection were not. The whole area looked like it had been, at some point in the past, set aside for some kind of development to be developed upon it. The ground had all been cleared, but nobody had started building anything yet. Everything was just gravel. It's perfect, said Brandon. Would you like it if I stopped the car and we could get out and have a closer look, said Mia. Brandon thought for a moment, and then said, yes, please. Mia drove for a little bit longer, and eventually she saw something that looked suitable for pulling her car in, so they could get out and have a look around. As they exited the car, they were both delighted to see that the assumption made that everything was gravel had been correct. There were a lot of bare twigs around, but now that they were here, they could see that there was a bit of greenery poking through in a few areas, but still not enough to make the place look appealing at all. They walked for twenty or so minutes in what they had roughly estimated to be a circle, the correct size that should take them around 30 minutes to walk around. Mia stopped and knelt down. What's up? said Brandon. Oh, nothing, said Mia. I just wanted to look at the gravel a little bit more. Ah, he said. Maybe I will try that too. And so he crouched down and started picking up a few bits of gravel and looking at it. Just like snowflakes, every piece of gravel is unique. But really, from any distance away apart from very closely, all gravel more or less looks exactly the same. I wonder, said Mia, I know that there are 
a lot of people in the world. There's got to be some people out there who really, really like gravel. Who could be in this place and getting actual excitement from every handful. Brandon thought for a moment about this. Yes, that is an interesting thought. But luckily, I'm not one of those people. Gravel is very boring. It's just tiny rocks. I agree, said Mia. And they both stood up, carried on walking. Slowly. Their shoes crunching on the gravel. Until eventually they got back to their car. Wow, said Brandon. That was very boring. I agree, said Mia. That was perfect. Shall I carry on driving now? Actually, said Brandon, I would like to drive for a bit now, please. Okay, said Mia. So they both got out of the car. Walked around. And then returned into it. With Brandon now in the driving seat. And Mia in the passenger seat. They put on their seatbelts. Brandon started the car, and they started driving again some more. As they drove, the boringness outside, to both of their concerns, gradually became slightly less boring. There was a bit of variety in the trees. There were some interesting billboards. They saw somebody on a bicycle. Oh no, said Mia. This is starting to get a little bit too exciting again. I agree said Brandon. Hopefully it won't get much more exciting. But as they carried on driving, there was more people, more brightly coloured things, more sounds, more distractions, and less boredom. As they drove, they both desperately scanned around 
trying to find something that would be a good break from the excitement of the modern world. Over there, said Mia, pointing to a large brown sign that was adjacent to the road in front of them. Oh, said Brandon. A signpost that is saying that there is a museum nearby. Should we go? Said Mia. Hmm. Said Brandon. I don't know. It might be risky. Sometimes museums try to make facts very interesting. To help children engage with the thing the museum is for. Yes, said Mia. However, some museums don't do this. Very true, said Brandon. Shall we risk going? They both thought very deeply as they approached the sign. And eventually they came to the decision to go and have a look, at the very least. They turned down the road and carried on driving for a little bit longer because the museum wasn't right next to the road. But they carried on driving, turned a few times down other roads, all the time following the direction the sign was telling them to go, until eventually they arrived at a large car park. As they pulled into the car park, they both let out small apprehensive Size of relief. The car park was not busy. So that could well be an indication. That it wasn't the kind of place that was very exciting. They both prepared themselves. As they got out the car. and began following the signs for the entrance. They both had their fingers crossed that there would be no brightly coloured signage and definitely no large mascot outside the museum to welcome visitors. 
He turned a few corners, and eventually, they could see the front of the museum. And now they both let out very heavy sighs of relief. The museum itself was a large, rectangular building. It had big letters on a sign above the door that said, Welcome to the Museum of Dust. And then underneath it, it said, A museum about dust. Well, said Mia, it's good that it says exactly what it is underneath the actual name of the museum. Yes, said Brandon. The Museum of Dust does sound quite dramatic and interesting when you phrase it like that. But when it's actually written out below it saying that it is just a museum about dust, any drama or intrigue instantly falls away. Agreed, she said. Either way, this is perfect. Yes, he said. This is exactly what I need. And they both entered the museum and had a very boring time. That's the end of this episode's story. As always, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, sleep well. Good night. <laughs>